0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. We are here today. It's another Tuesday. It's Independence Day. Happy 4th of July to everybody out there. Hope you've enjoyed your barbecues all weekend. 4th of July being on a Tuesday is kind of neat, right? I had off from work on Monday, off from work obviously all weekend. We've been big chilling over here, getting some grinding done. But happy 4th of July. Thank you guys for spending at least Part of it, a very small portion of it, listening to me or watching me. I appreciate you. If you're new here, welcome. My name's Kenny. This is the show of the podcast, where we talk about MLB The Show in podcast form. It's pretty self-explanatory. We let it rip here. We have a good time. And today, we're going to let it rip about Moonshot 2. It is the event that is done July 7th, the day of the Set 3 Season 3 restart. So maybe I'm catching you guys just a little bit late, because this event did come out last week. But I do feel like it is important to talk about, to to make sure you guys are getting your grinds in before it goes away. Moonshot, especially in this event, we'll talk about it more, but especially this current event can be very, very frustrating. It's been for me. Um, but the grind is kind of worth it because events is kind of becoming the marquee stub making method, in my opinion. So let's let's talk about this event. The Moonshot 2 event ends July 7th at 11 a.m. Pacific, the same same time every event always ends. It's any hitter, as it always is. Now you have to use bronze or common left-handed pitchers. Lefty pitchers only. So you're going to see a lot of righty batters. I'm not going exclusively righty. We'll talk about lineup construction. I've been using some lefties because... Playing at Capital Lang Park, one of my least favorite parks ever created. All you have to do is sneeze, and the ball is just rocketed over the fence. It is... It it is a nightmare playing this event. You literally don't have to have your PCI touching the ball, and it will Hadouken over the center field fence. It's insane. But it's three inning games, it's all-star it's a mode okay and it it's i have been affectionately not affectionately calling this event the launch angle simulator because when you're playing on all star and you're using 99 overall players or 97 overall players whatever you're using high diamond players against bronze and common pitchers the pci takes up almost the entire strike zone it's insane and capital lang being Max or close to max elevation with, I don't know, 198 feet to left and right field. Games are crazy. My first loss in this event was a 25 to 20 loss. It's been a nightmare. (laughs) I, right now, let's see, I haven't checked today, actually. I am 44 and 8. I am rated, let's see where I'm ranked in the event right now. I was as high as 39th. Now I'm I'm still in the top 100. I am rated 93rd in the event right now. We're going to get that up on stream later tonight. Um, I was as high as 39th. Had a couple annoying losses. Whatever, not a big deal. But the key to this is just timing your swings well. PCI be damned. Be close. Obviously. But just PCI be damned. Just swing the, the bat at the right time, and you will hit it over the fence. Now, very fair warning here. <laughs> this will ruin your swing. I made a World Series run today. I, I began the day rated 885. I was like, cool. One game, if I win it, I'm in the World Series. How neat. Uh, it, was, it was bad. It was real, real, real bad. I even warmed up on Legend beforehand, but... Something about seeing so many moonshot pitches over the last, like, three or four days just ruined my swing. So, long story short, I had to play nine games today (laughs) to make World Series. I went five and four. It was a a bad day playing ranks for me because the moonshot event screwed my swing up. So, moonshot, just know it's going to trickle into the other game modes, unfortunately. Um, But the event is pretty good. You get your Rewind Pack at 5 wins. You get uh, an awful Justin Upton 10 wins. Just put it in the binder. You get Carlos Delgado at, uh, what was that, 20 wins? Yes, at 20 wins. Catcher Secondary. And I believe if you put him on the Durability Team build, I believe that's the correct one, uh, with the Durability Captain, his contacts actually hit respectable levels. This card is not horrible. It's a home run derby card, so that's why it's built this way: um, low fielding, low contact, high to mediocre, high to middle range. Excuse me, power. Um, giving this card 115 clutch is actually pretty impressive for a home run derby card. So, it, I mean, if you're on a budget and like you need a bench bat to kill righty pitchers, if there's a runner on base, he's gonna be 115, 115. That's pretty damn good, actually. And if you like Delgado's swing, go for it. 73 vision's a little low, but regardless. Carlos Delgado is here. You get an alter ego pack at 30, and then you get a rewind pack at 40 to pick either Ian Happ or Kerry Wood. The two previous 12 win rewards. This year's, or this season's, sorry, 12 win reward. I have to go to the inventory to show it. Where is he? 99, JD, Just Dingers, Just Dongs, Martinez. This card was almost, almost so insanely good. I mean, let's be honest, it's still very good. Contacts are high, 113-118. Its powers are good, 113-105. His swing generally plays above whatever attributes he has anyway. He's got a really nice, fast swing. 125 clutch is amazing. 79 in the field. This man in his primary and left field, if you parallel one, he's going to have a gold shield. That's insane for a JD Martinez card. The unfortunate thing here is the 68 vision. And as we've talked about before, Vision will affect some people more than it affects others. It entirely depends upon the difficulty you play and how good you are with certain cards. If you're a killer with JD Martinez, this Vision might not bother you. Have a blast. He's a great DH, and like I said, if you really want to put him in left field, theoretically you could. <laughs> um, I was excited for this card, and then I saw the Vision, and just knowing the way Hall of Fame and Legend work, I was like, eh, not for me. However... I am trying to acquire this card as many times as humanly possible. Why? Because he's selling for over 100,000 stubs. 12 wins in events has made me rich. As you can see up there in the corner, all the way up there, I'm over a million stubs. In the last two weeks, I've been on something of a heater, outside of the terrible Ranked Seasons run I had today. I have two flawless runs in BR, a 12-1 in BR, um, going back a little farther, I got Kerry Wood twice, I got Ian Happ twice, and now I've gotten J.D. Martinez once. The stubs are just... I'm, I'm swimming in it. They're pouring in. Events having 12 win rewards again. We talked about this very briefly in Mailbag Monday yesterday. If you guys missed it, you can go back to the YouTube channel and find it. Or if you're already on the YouTube channel, you can go back to yesterday's video and watch it. Um... I think having the dedicated 12-win reward in events like we used to have eons ago is fantastic. It ups the competitive level on events just enough that you don't feel like you're mindlessly grinding an event. Like, you have to pay attention and play. But at the same time, events is still a fantastic entry point to people who want to learn how to play online or get used to playing online. And events are still the third most competitive of the three online modes behind BR and Ranked. I think events is in a very, very good place right now. And sure, if you're not fantastic and you cannot get a 12-win run at once, I get it's not a stub-making method for you. But you do still get this card in the next event for getting 40 wins. You can't sell it, but you can have it. So I, I don't mind the no-sell reward in this type of path. I think events are in a great place right now. I think I am very happy with the way events are running, other than the fact that this event is a nightmare. So let's talk more about putting your team together. So, use whatever hitters you want. I have paralleled three or four separate hitters now in this event alone. Um, Some set one guys that are going away, Trey Turner and Ken Griffey Jr. But I also P5'd um, some other schmuck. Who did I P5? I don't even remember. Uh, Oh, Josh Donaldson. There we go. You can use whoever you want. I have contemplated putting some of my favorite BR cards in here just to get BR progress. But for the sake of trying to get J.D. Martinez, I'm going to field the most competitive team possible. There's two ways to look at this for just lineup building alone. If you're not good lefty-lefty, don't put any lefties in. You can use any hitter you want. The way I'm looking at it, is this is great lefty-lefty practice. It's great for practicing timing lefty-lefty. It's great for practicing following pitch breaks, sliders away to lefties, sinkers inside to lefties. I don't mind hitting lefty-lefty. Excuse me? I actually think I'm much better this year lefty-lefty than I've ever been before. So I, I've got lefties in the lineup. Michael Brantley, he's on the road to P5. I've got them to P4 in this event alone. And he's got 7,100 PXP. Kyle Schwarber, he's disgusting. I'm hitting six sixty two with this card, all in the event. Literally every at-bat's been the event. Chase Utley, he's at second base. I don't really have anybody else to put there. I don't care for Chase Utley that much. He's going to hit last. Um, But Joe Maurer, we are so close to P5-ing this Joe Maurer already, just from this event. I'm hitting four fifty with 56 homers. About 45 of them have been in this event. It's so easy to put balls over the fence in this event, guys. It does not matter who you use. That's why I'm encouraging you all to try going lefty-lefty. The bench you're never going to use, but just put fellas on it. And the pitching now is what I want to spend the bulk of our time here today talking about. Because there's no such thing as a good pitcher in this event. You're going to let up runs, and a lot of them. And it's going to be frustrating, because you're not going to feel as if they've deserved the runs. Again, because you don't have to touch the ball in this event for it to go out. So I am operating on deception. I am trying to get people to swing under it so much that it's a pop-up straight in the air. Maybe change-ups that'll get a lot of rollovers. You don't really want them to hit line drives. Because line drives are going over the fence. We need to get balls that are going to find their way to the ground. So these are the five starters I've been using. We're going to talk about some other options as well. These are just the five I've been using. You can use whoever you want. This is just me trying to help you out. Tyler Anderson has been pretty good. Cutter, sinker is nice with the circle change. That leads to a lot of ground balls. Um, I'm a fan because he got a little funky kind of delivery. Maybe catches people off guard. Josh Fleming, same idea. Funky delivery, sinker, cutter, circle change, sweeping curve. Don't throw it because that's a home run pitch waiting to happen. Rich Hill has low-key been really good. And when I say really good, a 7.56 ERA in this event is good. He's 12-0. Maybe that speaks more to the fact that I've been hitting. But he's also got eight strikeouts. I've struck out eight people in this event with Rich Hill. The key to using Rich Hill, jamming inside with cutters, and then my favorite thing. Sweeping curve, sweeping curve, slurve, slurve. Throw a lot of balls that are starting up, breaking down, and coming into you, and then you spot a four-seam fastball up and in because they think it's going to break down again, and it just just sits right there. You're either going to get a lot of strikeouts looking, that's what I've gotten, or just a lot of weird, weak, late swings. Rich Hill has been great. Low-key, not even fucking around with you. He's been great. Martin Perez. Sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not so great. But I like his pitch mix. I like his delivery. He's got a ton of break, and that's good. He's going to miss a few bats. And then Taylor Hearn, I like just because of his pitch mix. Really no other reason. He's not great at anything. It's literally just his pitch mix. I don't think he's that deceptive. I just kind of like what he's got working for him. And he's got inside edge right now, so he's a 72. Check for inside edges. Sometimes it might help you. Other starters you can use that are effective. I think Wade Miley is certainly an option. 69 hit per nine, very nice. At P1 is actually pretty high for a bronze. He's got the cutter, he's got the circle change. I wish he had the sinker, but it, that's why I'm not using him. But I can see why people are, are having success with Wade Miley. Eric Lauer is another person I've seen a lot. He's got 80 stamina, cutter, slider, circle change, good stuff. You're going to need some meta pitches. Jose Quintana's okay. I kind of actually hoped I'd be better with him. And as you could tell by the 19.29 ERA, I wasn't. But he is 3-0. So despite his faults, he's 3-0 with a 19 ERA. Show me somebody else in this world is that. Uh, David Peterson's all right. He throws a sinker, but I think he's pretty hittable. Matthew Boyd, same idea. Sinker, but he throws really soft. Uh, Colby Allard's got a cutter. He sucks. He, uh, he's... Edge Rabbit's probably gonna get upgraded pretty soon, by the way. Zach Thompson has a cutter, but he's a poopoo caca. Uh, I was using a little bit of Hunjin Ryu. Six ERA in six innings. I just ultimately didn't really like the way he felt when I was using him, but he's an option. As is Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin's got the sinker cutter. We're not saying anything super revolutionary here. Nothing's revelatory. Good word. SAT word of the day for this episode. Um... Get lefties who throw sinkers, cutters, and changeups, And use them all. Mix them in. It's very simple. This is really... This is the strategy. Uh, Marco Gonzalez has a cutter and decent control. He's not bad. Uh, Don't use Patrick Corbin. I don't care that he throws a sinker. He is just absolute batting practice. Who else we got here? Who else? Joey Lucchesi's okay. Um... Anybody else like real deep down here? Bumgarner's all right just because his delivery might mess some people up. And then we're going into commons. I don't see the need to use a common starter. There are a couple common relievers where I'm like, all right, I see it. Don't use a common starter. When it comes to the bullpen, this who I'm rocking with. I've been pretty comfortable with a lot of these guys. I have have ones who I prefer over others, of course. Uh, But Aaron Bummer, I try not to use a ton because he's only got three pitches, but he does throw hard. And the sinker-cutter is just, it's still lethal. It's still really good. Wandy Peralta has been one of my least used guys, but I do like having him in here. Because his slider is pretty pretty hard. Like, he, he gets it up to 88, 89, 90, and throws some people off. Plus, he's got a good sinker and changeup. Tyler Alexander is a bronze with five pitches. Sinker-cutter, of course, being two of them. Uh, but he throws kind of slow. And if you used a little bit of gas early on, you bring this guy in, now now your opponent's out in front of everything. Ashby has been like a staple in everybody's bullpen. He's a BR god, plus he's a reliever with 67 stamina, or 65, I guess. I'm at P2. Um, He's very good. I love using him in BR, so this has been an opportunity for me to parallel him up a little bit. Gregory Soto has actually been my best arm. Don't let the 90RA fool you, because I kind of ran him out there when he was really tired one game, and he got shelled. But he's been really good because I'm pretty sure he throws hardest or is one of the hardest throwers of all the relievers you can use in this event. So sometimes people can't catch up and it works. Um, He has no control, so don't trust him there. Just throw it and pray people are not going to hit over the fence. Aaron Loop and Hobie Milner are must uses because they throw submarine. It's really that simple. They have weird arm angles. People like to swing very early. And it works. Uh, Alex Young has been another one of my favorites. Again, the ERA is irrelevant at 15.8. He's been very good. He's got a really wacky release. I'm using my right arm shoes and my left. Uh, kind of like, it looks like he like rubber arms it, like Gumby. Um, but his pitches move. I'm a fan. I like him. He works. Other options that I think are worth your time. I've seen Colin Pochet. I don't think he's that good. I don't think Tanner Scott is that good. Tim Mays is all right. He throws kind of hard and his sinker pretty good. Gabe Spire. Gabe! Um, voice just cracked. Gabe Spire's alright. Um, not my favorite, but he's okay. I could see it. I could see it. I've been actually shelling him. But it's okay. Joe Mantiply is a cool arm angle. Last year we loved Joe Mantiply cards. This year he's got a different um, different release. But he's he's good. Jalen Beeks as well is nice. He throws a cutter. Sam Mole throws a sinker. Brandon Hughes throws a sinker. Brett Hand throws a sinker. Like, a lot of these guys have sinkers. Brent Sooner's got a funky delivery and a sinker. Henesis Cabrera kind of sucks. Scott Alexander's aight, primary sinker. Victor Gonzalez, aight. Sean is aight. You know, look at Inside Edges, too. Like, he's down to a 63, so I probably wouldn't play him today. Jake Diekman is certainly an option. He's got one of the wildest releases in of The Show history as far as how, like, extreme he comes from the first base side. So if you want to use that alone, I understand. Matt sucks. Um, game's a little slow today. Uh, he sucks. Taylor Sauceto's okay. Actually, I think he's pretty funky. He's just down to a 62, so I'm ignoring him today. Tom Cosgrove is not bad. Tim Hill. Another Submarine boy. I didn't feel the need to have a third one because I try not to use both Hobie Milner and Aaron Loop in the same game. I use one one game, one the other game, so one of them is always fresh. I didn't feel the need to have a third, but if you want to, go right ahead. Barucki is not bad. He used to have a cutter on his cards as well, but not anymore. And then when we're talking commons, guys, there's a like, like a handful. Mr. Perez from the Orioles. I think it's Senal. Sinal? I'm sorry. Mr. Perez, I don't want to offend him. Uh, he throws a really hard sinker, and his delivery is a little bit di- different. If this was normal moonshot and it was only common pitchers, he would 100% be in my bullpen. He's all right. He's not great, but for this event, he's okay. Uh, Richard Blyer, sinker cutter with five pitches as a common, with insane 91 BB per nine for a 64 overall, with 99 break. If you could couple that insane break with control as a 64, might be worth your time. I'm actually going to put him in. I'd, I'd put him in for Aaron Bummer. That's fine. Not a big deal. Um... I just, I just convinced myself to use him. Uh Let's go. We're back here. He sucks. He sucks. He sucks. John King is pretty good. Justin Wilson's pretty good. Litke kind of stinky. He has a uh, cutter, though. Ryan Yarbrough, if he didn't throw so goddamn slow, he would be elite. Remember a couple years ago in BR, he was like the guy you wanted to draft? He got a cutter sinker with a really weird release. Really weird. Jace Fry, same thing. Now these are starting to get into guys where if we were normal moonshot, they'd be no doubts in the bullpen. Joely Rodriguez, I don't think a lot of you guys are going to need to dip this far down. You have plenty of bronze options, and if you don't, there are like 47 stubs on the marketplace. You can buy eight of them and use them. Um, But this is what I'm working with. This is what my team looks like. Batting order is up to you. I've prioritized people I want to parallel at the top. If you want to Galaxy brain it and make a crazy lineup. Go right ahead. Do it. Usually I don't like having lefties hit back to back. Every pitcher I'm facing is a lefty and every reliever I'm facing is a lefty. I could hit nine lefties in a row if I wanted to. It's not going to make a difference. Um, this is just kind of how I wanted to work with it. I've been frustrated with this event, but also enjoyed it kind of. It's a weird dichotomy there where I can both hate and love something. Um but at least it's almost over. I mean, Moonshot 3 is going to be awful. I don't even know where it's going to be. It's going to be righty bronzes. It's probably going to be Shield Woods. Hell, if they want to recognize created stadiums, they'll put it at Costco just to make me upset. This is an event. It is very much an event. They're meant to be quirky and different and fun. This one at least checks those boxes. It still is not very restrictive in the hitters you could use. I feel like we haven't actually had an incredibly restrictive event in a while. I don't know if that's good bad or indifferent it's just I'm stating a fact. Um, we've mostly had access to just about any card we want within reason. I kind of like restrictive events because it forces you to use some other cards. It also makes it so you're not just facing God squads every game. sometimes it's fun to to use different cards. but I hope you guys are enjoying launch angle simulator. If you play me, which I know some of you guys have because you've commented or we've friendlied. Thank you for accepting friendlies when they're sent or you're welcome for accepting your friendlies when they're sent. Um, Yeah, we've beaten the piss out of each other. So thank you guys for being good sports about it. Um, You know, we just try to have fun. If I score 20 against you, I'm sorry. If I score one against you, holy shit, you're a good pitcher. Those are the extremes that I've had in this event. I swear, but it's been fun. Events are whatever. They're not meant to be uber competitive. I'm going to try to get another J.D. Martinez or two just to pad the bankroll before set three drops. Um, But that's it. I think we've covered everything we need to cover about this event. And uh, other than teaching you guys how to hit, which I can't do, just, just swing. Just swing at the correct time, and you'll put the ball over the fence. Don't worry about the PCI that much. You have to move it a little bit. Don't be too concerned. But that is it, guys. Thank you so much for making it to the end of another podcast. I love you all. I hope to see you guys on Twitch or other places. TikTok, that's a place. YouTube Shorts, sometimes I'm there. Uh, Just come hang out, like, subscribe, follow. Do all the things content creators ask you to do just because they make me happy. That's the only reason. I appreciate you guys. Thank you again for making it to the end. Enjoy the set three drop. And we'll talk about it all on next week's podcast.